Hello and welcome to the Graziers Grapevine, where we hold lively discussions on all things grazing. I'm your host, Jen Albright. This podcast is brought to you by the Pennsylvania Grazing Lands Coalition and is funded by a grant through the National Grazing Lands Coalition. Hi, friends. So I am really excited for today's podcast. We are going to be speaking with Mimi Thomas-Brooker, and she is the project director for the PA Veteran Farming Project. So I couldn't think of a more appropriate time than just before Independence Day for us to speak to someone who helps our veterans go from being troops to being on tractors. Hope you enjoy. I am here with Mimi Thomas-Brooker. She is project director with the PA Veteran Farming Project, and she is with us today to discuss a few of the programs that they offer. So hi, Mimi. Hi, it's nice to be with you. Thank you. I'm glad that you could come. So uh, give me a little bit of your background. Sure. I am a a Marine Corps spouse. My husband served 27 years of those. We were married 24 years, so have um, experienced a lot with the military and military families. I worked for the United States Marine Corps in in family services for a while when we were stationed in California, but my background is education. So when he retired from the Marine Corps, we moved to Pennsylvania for a flying job for him. And uh, I shortly joined the local conservation district for their uh, education program and, and loved doing that, working with the technical staff for five years, um, just learned so much more than I could ever have hoped to. I'm a horse person as opposed to a, strictly speaking a farmer. Um, so that was a great association. Uh, and then I uh, worked for our county human services for a while, did grant writing and, and some education and public relations for them. And then I got my dream job. I started as a volunteer um, trying to work with veteran farmers in throughout Pennsylvania to try to connect them with resources and each other. And that grew into what we have now with the help of a USDA 2501 grant. Um, we now literally work with farmers across the state. And I love coming to work every day because every day is a little different. Um, so generally speaking, what we try to do is, as I said, connect them with resources, whether they're a beginning farmer or someone who plans to farm, Um, to get them started right, whether they're more experienced and they just want connections to other veteran farmers for business purposes. Um, And then we do a lot of outreach and education. We do on-farm workshops. We do some veteran farm tours. And then for the last two years, we've had our annual conference, which is a lot of fun. So I get to work with veterans every day and I get to work with farmers every day. And it's just a terrific job. So you, you lucked out then. Definitely. <laughs> uh, that's wonderful to hear because you don't always hear that. No, this is truly my dream job. And, and every job you have, you learn something and you pick up things from different people. Um, and it's just a pleasure each day to try to bring some of that to bear when there's a veteran who needs or wants either some kind of connection or is looking for funding and needs to know who in their county can help them, for example. Um, it's just been a great ride. So how do they how do they get in touch with the veteran farming project? Sure, we have a website which is very simple www.troops2tractors.to not the number 2.org um, and we have a ton of resources there and there are links there to join the network, to get our newsletter, 
obviously to contact us. Uh, they can give us a call. Uh, our, my direct line is 724-691-1087. They can email us at pavetsfarm at gmail.com or they can get with us on social. We have Instagram and Facebook accounts. Okay. So I just, any way they want to contact us, we're open. Okay. And so um, when it comes to getting started with the um, Veterans Farming Project, uh, what is it that a veteran can expect from their experience? I think that's what has allowed us to grow because we provide very targeted personalized assistance and we provide follow-up. Okay. You can go on the web and find every possible resource. Somebody called it YouTube University. If you wanna learn how to graze goats, you can go on YouTube. But sometimes that can be overwhelming and it's, it's hard to really know what's good information, what's reliable, what service providers are going to respond quickly. Um, and it can just be a little overwhelming because of the plethora of acronyms, um, even among federal programs, EQIP, NRCS, FSA. Um, and so what we try to do is funnel through and ask the right questions when someone calls or messages or emails. It's never a, oh, okay, here, go call this guy. We try to start a conversation and, and listen and help them prioritize and then give them one or two tested resources. So we're not going to refer them to someone with whom no one in our network has had contact. We're gonna to try to dig through and find out if that resource will really answer that question because time is so precious to everyone and especially to farmers. Um, and so I guess personalized assistance and personalized connections are what they, what they need and what we try to provide. Okay. Now, what about, what about beginning farmers? So let's say, you know, somebody's done with the military now. Um, they don't necessarily know what kind of farming they want to do, or, or maybe they are not sure, you know, where they want to farm. Is there anything resource wise that your program can help beginning farmers with? Sure. Um, I guess your question, I would separate into two things. One is acquisition of land and therefore finances. And that is a real challenge. Um, if they've served in the military or for 20 years and retired and they have resources, they're in a better position, or sometimes they've served for four years or 14 years, but then gone on to do something else um, and have capital, then they're in good shape. And we're going to try to point them to some different lending um, resources for that. If they're a rank beginner, it's a little tougher. As you so well know, um, FSA <clears throat> does provide loans for beginning farmers, as do some commercial banks. FSA wants you to have some experience. And so that's where we can come in and make some connections. It's a very small part of what we do, but our Troops Detractors program has been important for some veterans. That allows them to take their GI Bill eligibility for education and use it for an on-the-job apprenticeship. And you can do that in any field where it's a beginning or an entry-level job. So in farming, if they've never farmed before, they can actually pair up with a mentor farmer, work for that farmer at a paid apprenticeship because it, it's not an internship that's free. It's not free labor for the farmer. It's an actual job at that farm. And then they learn not only the craft of farming, but also the business side of it. 
um, the marketing side of it. So for a, a handful of veterans, that's an awesome program. And our role in that is that if they've identified a farm, we can help facilitate the process to get that approved by the education department. If they don't know where they want to work or what type of farming they're going to do, um, the first step we're going to suggest is that they go and visit some farms, preferably another veteran-owned farm, but sometimes that's not close to them. And so then we'll link them with a farm, but we'll do a little bit of homework first and make sure it's a good placement and that that potential mentor farmer is willing to educate and, and communicate with somebody who's new. So that's always the first thing we suggest is if you haven't farmed before, go talk to farmers, go to your farmer's market, visit some farms, tell them you're gonna, you wanna get your hands dirty on a Saturday. And so we try to make those connections for them. Once they have that experience, then they're able to go and approach FSA if they need that type of lending. Um, so for beginning farmers, it's all about whittling down your options and, and spending your time with people who can really give you a, a realistic experience because farming sounds pretty, <laughs> but sure once, you're, once you're <laughs> mucking manure out, <laughs> right. that's, that's what beginning farmers really need to know, whether they want to do a small vegetable patch and a farm stand, whether they want to do dairy, et cetera. Okay. So that's how we link up beginning farmers. And of course we have our workshops um, this year. So far we've had, we've returned to in-person events. We have an upcoming one July 10th in Hanover. Then we have some in August. One is at Hope Hill Lavender Farm and the other is at Ship Hill Dexter Cattle Farm. So those are an awesome opportunity for our, for beginning or veterans who are beginning farmers or future farmers to go walk the land, hear about the conservation programs and actually talk to the folks who are doing that every day. So lots wow. of opportunities for beginners. Okay. And so those events, would they find those on your Facebook as well as your website? Yes, we have our Facebook events are set up for that. And they can, again, go to troopstotractors.org um, and they can register right there online. We're fortunate to have funding for at least another year and a half from USDA. So those workshops are at no cost to veterans, to military, including active duty, reserve and guard, and their spouses. Um, we charge a nominal fee for uh, other you know, general public to come to cover the cost of a meal if there is one and workshop materials, but those are always free to our veterans and military and spouses. Okay. And so, um, okay, so you piqued my interest there with the uh, mentorships at farms. So for example, like say my farm, I don't really have in my mind that I need a quote unquote employee. I mean, obviously we always like an extra set of hands if someone's willing, but I don't have like a, a payroll system set up. I don't have, you know, um, employees and, and mm -hmm. things of that nature, but it's something that I would want to help to facilitate. So mm -hmm. Do you guide the farmer that wants to bring on the troop? Certainly. Um, and of course that could be at many levels. You know, if you, if you as a farm owner wanted to offer an opportunity for a veteran who's thinking about going into to your type of farming, you know, we could make that connection. Again, we're kind of careful. We don't want to send them somewhere where the mentor farmer is not, 
you know, willing to educate if they're just looking sure. for somebody to do labor. So we, we try to make some connections there, whether it's a site visit or a phone call, um, but that would be a great opportunity. It doesn't necessarily need to be a formal paid apprenticeship. Sometimes it's just experience. If I can provide one example, we're contacted by a gentleman who had done 20 years in the military and now has a full-time career in um, uh, computer science. But he, he dreamed of being a dairy farmer and he knows he's not going to, to chuck his other world and buy a dairy farm. He's aware that that's you know, not a reality for him, but he just has always felt called. And so he contacted us and said, hey, this is a little bit out there, but here's what I wanna do. Well. We did not know of a veteran-owned farm near him. So we did a little bit of homework and made some calls and checked with um, our, some colleagues at Farm Bureau who are very in touch with the, the uh, dairy world. And we all kept coming around to the same dairy farm. And so uh, I reached out to the owner and I said, I, this is gonna sound a little funny, but we have a veteran who just really wants to, to work for you and not be paid. And do you have liability insurance? You know, are all the safety aspects covered? So we set up a meeting. He went out to the farm and visited a week later. I got an email from him and said, hey, I'm going to be working at this dairy farm um, four times a month on the weekends. He couldn't be happier. Aww. He's never going to be a farmer full time. That's not his li livelihood. But does it feed something in him? I think so. And so that was a great day. Um, oh my goodness, that's awesome. I, I was pretty excited about that one too. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you feel like too, from a, a farming standpoint that it, it kind of helps these folks that, that come out of the military to, to sort of, you know, decompress and, and get back into the civilian world, would you say? You know, we hear that a lot and you'll, you'll read and you'll see a lot of things in the press about that. There hasn't been an extensive amount of data on collected on agritherapies efficacy with veterans with uh, mental health or mental wellness concerns. There have been a few studies. Um, there's, there are currently two farms I know of, one in Baltimore, one in Kansas that are training farms, which have veterans programs. And, and they're actually working with uh, licensed clinical folks to assess that uh, on a longitudinal study to say, you know, what was your baseline of depression, and anxiety now? And now after working on a farm or working with farmers, what is it? And so that's important that, that they can, that there is reliable and valid data quantifying those effects. Because what you don't want is fly-by-night farms claiming to be therapeutic. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> that would put people in a different position. But do I think there are positive effects for mental health and, and wellness? Of course, on a daily basis. That was one example uh, with the dairy farm. Um, we hear all the time, gosh, you know, I was so stressed and then I got home and I started digging the dirt. There have been some studies on the effects actually of biomes and dirt being pref you know, uh, positive for your mental health. So there's a lot of research that's being done. There's not a lot that's been completed. The VA is very interested in it. They funded, I believe it was eight or 10, um, agricultural type programs at their hospitals within the last couple of years. So the science is probably lagging behind the anecdotal data. And yes, the anecdotal data indicates that yes, um, working among livestock, growing things is, does help people decompress. Um, and we definitely see that with a lot of our veterans as well. Um, if I give you another 
quick story, we were contacted by, um, well, actually the referral came from a county director of veteran affairs, which is a huge asset to any veteran because county directors of veteran affairs are tapped into just about any kind of program or service that a veteran might need. So they're really a go-to. And this particular one said, hey, you know, you've got a guy in your service area who, who's looking for a horse, he rides. And so can you help him find a new horse? Well, that was not really a farming question, but sure, we'll field anything. So we connected him with a veteran owned horse rescue in the mid state who rehabs in this case, a horse off the track had had a bowed tendon and um, had been working with this horse for about a year to rehab it. Long story short, they were able to rehome it with this veteran. Um, and he called me back to let me know he'd picked the horse up. He was working with him. You know, this was the situation. He said, I feel better today than I have in the long time. And that's it right there. Uh, yeah. It, and it just, it's not the core of what our network does, but our network will do whatever the veterans need and want. And so that side of it is definitely um, something that we are involved with and want to see more data on because clearly it's beneficial to veterans. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. That's the good <laughs> stuff right there. Mm -hmm. Right there. Yep. So, uh, and that's all through your uh, program, which is an arm of the Veterans Project. That's the Troops to Tractors aspect. So Troops to Tractors is, tends, is specifically the VA OJT apprenticeships. Um, okay. And there's something interesting that's come about in the last couple of years that is, is kind of aligned with the Troops to Tractors. It's a little bit different because it's not VA related. But you may be aware that the Army has instituted a new apprentice program where when soldiers are getting ready to get out, they're allowed to go and do a, an apprenticeship while they're still on active duty. So they're still being paid by the Army to do their job and they're liable to be recalled anytime. But it allows them to go and try out whatever they want to do once they get out. And so we were contacted by a soldier in North Carolina who will be getting out next fall knows he wants to farm, family farmed, um, but he hasn't been doing it for all these years. And so we were able to, to provide some introductions to some veteran farms in the general region who do what he thinks he might wanna do. So he's gonna take that internship or apprenticeship time that the army is providing for him to go actually spend time working with those farmers. And that's um, the first time I've heard of that in Pennsylvania, and I'm not sure if they're doing it other places. The command has to approve the apprenticeship, but what a great thing because he's going to have several months where he can actually learn, is this what I want to do with my life once I retire from the army and work with some just simply awesome farmers who are great communicators, communicators, mentorship and leadership, of course, are the backbone of military service. And so in his case, um, we've helped him connect with several farmers who I know personally will be great mentors because they'll teach him the nuts and bolts of the farming side. And then, as we said, with the OJT, the business side of farming too. So that's exciting to see that new development. And we're hoping that there'll be other veterans either returning to Pennsylvania or interested in moving to Pennsylvania who have that opportunity so we can connect them with mentor farms as well. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And, 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 I like the fact that, you know, he can make those decisions or, or the, the folks that are getting ready to retire can make those decisions without the stressors of feeling like, 
you know, I need to provide for my family, you know, because they are still falling under the um, military umbrella while they decide if this is what they want to do. Exactly. And that's a, a great example of a substantive program that really is helping service members transition out without causing extra stress, economic, family stress, et cetera. It really is a, a beneficial program. So we're anxious to see how that particular one works out and hopefully we can replicate that with other soldiers. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I saw you guys recently had a veterans field day at, is it Pima Love Farm? Pima. Mm -hmm. Pima. Yep. So tell me, tell me a little bit about how that went. Like what can sure. someone expect at one of your field days? Mm -hmm. That was a, a great day. We usually keep it to about a half a day in respect for people's times. That particular one was on an Angus beef farm. It was a dual service couple. They both had served in the Ohio National Guard. Um, and they've been doing beef on their family farm, uh, I think for about four or five, maybe, maybe six years now. So what attendees did, um, they, when they arrived at the farm, of course, we had introductions and things. And then we had a presentation from the NRCS district conservationist who talked about the grazing plans that they were using. And importantly, what, what they'll see at these field days is NRCS conservation best management practices on the ground. So at Pima Love Farm, it was, it's a fabulous farm. I just can't say enough about it. It's beautiful. It's just the setting is gorgeous and it's the cleanest farm you can imagine. They used NRCS conservation funding and technical assistance to put in manure storage and um, uh, a high heavy use area for their cattle. But they also had a, an innovative management system for, uh, for rotating the manure and a certain uh, biologic additive that there was just no smell, no flies. So the folks who came to that workshop got to see that. It's not reading about it on the web or doing a Zoom webcast as much as those are great, especially during the pandemic, they get to actually go see that. And one of the things they saw on that farm was the two projects had been designed at different times and there was a little gap, not little, probably six feet between the two structures so that when it rained, it tends to get muddy. Now that's not a great thing for them, but it was a terrific thing for the attendees to see because it got them thinking, hey, if I work with NRCS on some projects, this is the type of pitfall I want to avoid. So we're all about telling, but more importantly, showing. Right. Um, we also had uh, at that particular one, of course, they talked about their beef operation, their genetics, how they sell. We had a, a gentleman who is starting up a new mobile meat processing business in Northwest PA. And that was great for him because he got to talk to some of the producers who were there and hear what they needed, um, as well as they are now knowledgeable about another option for processing that will be coming to their area. So that was great. <clears throat> Pardon me, we had uh, the ag educator from the conservation district there because we found that people may know what NRCS is, but a lot of our veteran farmers aren't connected with the conservation district. And that's a terrific local resource who really knows what's going on in that area. Uh, so again, connections, not just among our veterans, but among the support network. And then finally, we had a visit from um, one of the uh, women from Ag Choice Credit who was starting up talking about their startup grant. And several of the folks who attended that, their ears really pricked up at that $10,000 startup grant option. So yeah. it was, um, we, we cover a lot of ground in a short time. Uh, and then in, in that case, it was great because we were able to have lunch and it was beef from Pima Love Farm, which was wonderful. Awesome. Aww. 
<laughs> so, so, I mean, I just, I'm just in awe of this program. I mean, you and I were talking earlier and I said that I have this fondness and love of veterans because of my family. And so to just hear that these resources are available to them is just heartwarming. So thank you. And I can't say enough about our board. We have a board of seven. Um, there's one military spouse, the rest are all veterans and they bring a lot to the table as far as connections and one of them for instance is also a realtor and so when there's a veteran with a question on you know can I use my VA loan for a farm that's the beauty of the network is I say I don't know anything but I know someone who does (laughs) I've got people (laughs) yeah well is there anything else that you wanted to share about your program that that I might have missed I, I think we've had a pretty comprehensive call. I would just really encourage veterans, military, uh, guard reserves, and their spouses to reach out to us. Either go to our website, get on social. If there's not a resource you're seeing there, let us know because we'll dig around and find it. We uh, enjoy great relationships with both the, the military community in the state and federal and also with the Pennsylvania Department of Ag, who's been great to work with when there's been uh, you know a question on food safety regulations or something like that. So um, some of those, some government agencies can be a little daunting to work with and we're fortunate to have points of contact. So please do let us help and let us know what you need. I would encourage um, veterans to, to let us know what they want and we'll try to, try to find something that will fit the bill. And gosh, we uh, appreciate this connection with the Grazing Lands Coalition because that's something that's near and dear to our hearts. Our veteran farmers are so conservation-minded and um, really looking forward to getting more involved with you guys as well. Well, you know, they, they fought for this land and this great country of ours. And so I'm sure they want to conserve it just as much as, as we do. So, well, Jennifer, thanks for all you guys are doing and, and for this opportunity to, to share a little bit about our network and hopefully reach out to some folks who didn't know about us and that we can, can bring into the fold. So thank you for having us. Of course. And what I'll do is I'll make sure that I uh, include links to your website and your social media channels on the show notes uh, for the podcast. So that way it'll make it easier for folks to get to you. Oh, terrific. Thank you so much for that. Sure. Thank you, Mimi. I appreciate your time. Have a great day. You too.